0: to the Mad Yet Mighty podcast. I'm your host, Megan Cipollone, and this is the first episode of 2019. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling feisty. I'm feeling ready. Um... Yeah, so welcome back, everyone. I hope everyone had a really great New Year's Eve, New Year's, holidays in general. I know we've kind of, it's been a continuous last couple of episodes touching on the holidays, going through the holiday season, but here we are. It's January, and it's fresh. And I don't know about you all, but I am somebody who likes the feeling of freshness, likes the feeling of a new start. I'm somebody who is not... Um, somebody who has had a lot of new starts in her life and has had a lot of things where, um, I feel like I have had to just start over a lot of times. So I'm, 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 I'm somebody who almost like knows how to, knows how to thrive in a new beginning. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Um, now that doesn't mean that it's fun and that it's easy like getting into resolutions that maybe people you've made for yourself. I don't know if, you know, you're somebody who enjoys making resolutions or you're somebody who is like, you know what? I just I don't like that stigma. Um don't want any part of it. Whatever it is, I wish you good fortune. I wish you well in 2019. Um for me, one of the big things that I'm just going to implement going forward is I've been calling it I just want to be a woman of yes this year. And I it's not that I'm not, but I typically tend to I can say no to a lot of things. And and I have normally have good reason to say no. Um, and saying no is not bad. And I know sometimes we feel bad saying no to things or we feel like, you know, people aren't going to like us or we're, you know, we're going to lose this or lose that. But I'm someone who has just learned that I'm going to stay, say no, I'm going to stay home if it feels right for me, if it feels right for my energy, whatever, that's just something that I have just learned to do. However, I feel like in doing that, I sometimes probably could say yes to things that I don't. So, um... I'm not I'm not I'm gonna I'm gonna do and I have already started to do um, when things are going on and normally it just resides around social things and that can be because I'm not feeling financially stable enough or I'm not feeling emotionally like I want to do this because for me, it's like, it's like a whole checklist, right? So, okay, if I'm going to go out, I need to get ready. I need to do this. or this. I need to find a way. I need to get that. It's a lot of things to me. So to me, it just, it looks like an exhausting task list to go out a lot of the times, but I know that I'm not the only one like that. So anyways, that being said, I just want to, I want to experience more. I want to push myself out of my, my comfort zone of my comfy home or whatever I'm you know and sometimes maybe the nose are coming from a place that i need to fight you know like i call them the dark thoughts maybe the nose are coming from the dark thoughts and it is something that i should rebel against and should say yes to um yeah woman of yes woman of yes and that um and honestly I know that I kind of fell out of routines that I was going really strong leading up into the holidays and of course the holidays come and I feel like they just wipe out every living thing and then we come out on the other side and we like in my last episode I feel like I was just like a depleted I was so depleted you could even probably tell in energy it was just I had nothing um to give after all of the emotional wear and tear and the highs and and then the and then the super fast lows so um I've told myself that, you know, it, this has been like, I think probably the first week back to work for a lot of people like actual week of work. Um, and it's I know it's hit a lot of people hard. I know a lot of people, um, friends, families, everyone talks about the Sunday scaries. It's really funny now how that's become such just like a universal thing. And, um, I know that was probably, I know for, for me really not so much, but going back this week. So, you know, it's, it's Wednesday, it's hump day, it's almost there. You've almost made it. Um, we can do this, but I know this is probably a tough week going back for everyone. But honestly, on this week's episode, I wanted to come in and I just wanted to blow over a bunch of stuff that I've been stockpiling that I've been wanting to talk about or that I've seen and just kind of do what I like to do. And that's to ramble, and that's to talk, and that's to just sit back and maybe shrimp talk a little bit. I don't know, but that's what I'm feeling, and that's what we're gonna go with. So, oh, I've got, there's a couple of little things that I wanted to chitch. <laughs> I just need to put this out in the universe. This is one of my first bones I'm picking with 2019. Since I've jump-started and gotten back into my gym routine, I have a bone to pick that I have got to say out loud to my gym. And I don't know if I really want to air that or give them any – give their name. Um, but what is with – come on. It is 2019. you got to keep up with all the new gyms coming around. I have a Crunch opening by my house. I have a Planet Fitness, and I go to, like, kind of like an older – but they have a movie theater room, but – these movies, I'm not really sure what's going on. I'm not sure who's doing the selections. I'm not sure who's doing the picking, but this isn't nineteen ninety-two. Okay. We cannot be playing old Mel Gibson. And now every now and then, trust me, mama likes a good mama likes a good throwback. The past two mornings have been the Goonies, which I'm gonna say out loud, and I've never and I'm I might be I might be put on a cross for this. For seeing someone who was such the movie buff that she is to come out in the open and say that she's never seen the Goonies. It is devastating. Um, I just want to apologize, but I haven't. So that's been on the past two mornings, but can we get some updated movies, please? And you know, I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? It's probably because no one's buying DVDs anymore, so the only DVDs they have are probably the $5 DVDs that they get from the Walmart bin, which I deep dive in. I mean, full on to the waist down with my arms. I don't know why. I I get obsessed with buying DVDs, but I do, I, I like, like to collect them, but like, we don't even use them anymore, what a weird, what a weird ass thing, you know, another thing that's coming around, I know it's coming around, because it's coming around to me, and it is, you know, you start getting those Girl Scout cookie emails at work, and, It's a scary, it's a scary, scary world with a Girl Scout cookie email. For me, the past couple of years, I've ordered, like, I've done some dark shit to get some Girl Scout cookies, like, picked up boxes behind a dumpster at the place that I used to work, like, on my way home. Like, I, I mean, I've gone to lengths for Girl Scout cookies, so, like, that's, like, been, I've been seeing some stuff like that, and I'm getting, I'm, I'm trying to be good. I'm trying, I'm trying, but, I mean, it's one of those things where you just kind of have to snap, and you just kind of have to fall really deep in. I had something really fun happen, happen over um, New Year's Eve that I just wanted to like talk about real quick. One of my best friends um, got engaged and we got to be downtown for it in downtown Cincinnati. And it was it was something really, really beautiful. But I think it's another thing that I kind of wanted to like lily pad off of um, going into the New Year things that um, I Just like, you know, not just recently, but I've just really been taking like an introspect look in at my friendships and my role in my friendships and how I can make my friendships better. And I am just like so... It's just one of those things I'm just so grateful for right now in this point in my life of, like, the very strong supportive group of friends that I have near and far. Um, I feel like not a lot of people can say that sometimes, and it's just one of those things for me going into the new year. Another really big focus for me is that I wanted to – I want to focus on being present in my relationships and, once again, something that I – I'm consciously working on is trying not to be self not being selfish in relationships and not doing something to get something out of them but doing something because you really care about that other person I'm not saying that I'm doing things in my relationships to to gain but we can get so caught up in you know in just like the hustle and the bustle and 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 you know and comparison and this and that and I just was thinking after you know that really wonderful end to 2018 for one of my best friends and just going into the new year and just the past couple of months and the past couple you know in the last years of my life I've had these people and I just it was just kind of this moment I was like driving on a Saturday Saturday afternoon it was like a beautiful day and it just was one of those things that just hits you out of nowhere I was like wow I am I am so lucky to have the people that I have in my life and I genuinely was like, I am surrounded by angels, like, and not trying to be cheesy and not in a weird way. But I mean, like, I'm just felt like there are these people that have been supporting me in my life for years and years and years You have not gone anywhere, no matter of what's happened in our relationships. And I just, for a moment, was like, wow, like, this is so something that to focus and be grateful on and grateful for. Um, and once again, I'm not trying to sound harpy, I'm just... These are things that I'm pinpointing out, hoping that maybe it helps somebody else to try to find, you know, like I said, I've said before, we have to find little things. We have to find these little things and hold on to them. Um, They're the light that we need to kind of get from day by day. And I don't know. That was just my little cheesy moment. But we did have some good news. In pop culture and headline worlds, we're going to do a little switch. We got a release date for the new Stranger Things um, season, and it's coming out July 4th, so that'll be really fun. Um, Everyone will be off work, and we get to binge that. And I honestly don't even remember, yes, I do, what happened. I believe it's, yeah, is this season three? That's crazy. But so we have that release date, which was amazing and really great to get. So (laughs) I... I've been I, there there was this picture that is like circled around about um of Kim and Kanye. And there was the whole thing about how Kanye bought her that like million dollar however million dollar condo in Miami and then they also just released that they were having their fourth baby and they're gonna have a boy baby which honestly I was like dang that's crazy they're choosing the gender like this is now happening where we are choosing genders of babies and of course they have the money to do that um we're having that but they're after like seeing this picture on Instagram of like this it seemed so like plotted employed this like picture of basically Kim and Kanye like standing out on their 14 million or however million dollar condo in Miami and he's like doing like the ass grab which it's like okay can we get original can we you know oh Hong Kong, we're grabbing Kim Kardashian's ass cool and then like they're like doing this kiss and it's it really hit me it hit me like a ton of bricks I just I have I'm not sold on the whole Kim Kanye and I'm finally coming clean this has been like a little a little pellet that I've had, a little a pearl that I've been developing inside me that I've been developing ever since that, like, they first announced that they were getting together. I just have, I, there's not a lot of sexual chemistry between them. And Kim's not a really ever very, like, emotionally or compassionate person if you watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians or whatever. Like, she doesn't really show a lot of emotion, like, at all. None of them do. But at least for her, she's, like, one of the, she at least shows a little bit more than Courtney my god Courtney's an ice queen respect but still um so like there's I get these weird like asexual vibes from Kanye West and I know that he's like kind of a wackadoo and and I'm sure and honestly he's you know and not that that's one not that that's a bad thing and two I'm just saying that I just when I look at them and I see them I don't I don't get very much from it so when I was these pictures they've been like popping up recently and I was just kind of like oh this is super cringy because I don't know nothing like a good planned pap pick but I don't know the whole condo ass grab with Kim and Kanye was a little just didn't really sit with me the right way but I'll tell you what so it was released this week or was it was it this week or was it over the weekend um which not like it matters for me because it's not like I'm flying out to um, go to the co- – go to Coachella. Sorry, I just had a little – a little lee lee. Um, But it was announced that we have um, – Donald Glover is opening and Ariana Grande is shutting down Coachella, which I am just – she is just having – she is just huge right now. She is all over the headlines. You can't get... I mean, I literally have talked about her so much on this damn podcast. You would think that I'm one of her biggest fans. Correction, I'm not. But... What, how... I mean, I i think it's really cool following up Beyonce last year. I'm loving that they're having, like, you know, females and that whole movement. That's one movement that, honestly, like, I can get on. Like, i you know, I, I can get behind the fact that we're trying to have just more i mean we'd be stupid to say that you know everything's everything's not equal anyways i'm i'm not i'm not someone who's going to get into a deep super deep political discussion but i just think it's really cool girl power go ariana grande coachella wish i could be there would love to be there i i don't even care how basic it is of me i would do everything basic possible if i went to coachella just sang just saying. and i know that i'm probably not the only one i saw this other headline and I thought it was super insane so Johnny Depp is not as we all know he's part of the Pirates of the Caribbean franchises and playing his lovely Captain Jack Sparrow which of course is just going to go down in history forever and ever. and I also love that he does he does dress up in full costume and he does visit children's hospitals he does it a lot and I think that is so amazing and even though I I don't really know how I feel about him and I've heard some I'm sure he's totally a wackadoo which is when you know who isn't these days but anyways I digress they're cutting him from the last or from the from the most current Pirates of the Caribbean movie that they're gonna put out Caribbean 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 which one is it I don't know normally I say Caribbean no I don't say Caribbean I say Caribbean lord but he is okay so he's not going to be in it and it is literally saving them 90 million dollars he they pay him that much to be it just it doesn't shock me but sometimes when I hear these numbers again that these actors you know like we know that they make big bucks right we like we know that but when you actually hear sometimes and then like for instance like which we'll get to I mean It was my church, which was the Golden Globes that just played this past Sunday, and we see them, and it's the glam, and it's the dressing up, and and I I get it, and I'm very, I'm very much, like, I understand how, like, some people will say, like, that's not a job, like, they do, they, they have all this money, Da 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 da. Like I like I get how kind of crazy and fairy tale is, but that but that's what makes it so great. That's what makes them movie stars, and that what that's what makes it an escape from reality. Watching movies and being into all of that because it it is so outlandish and fairy taleish, but at least it's light and fluffy and not shitty. Like when you're turning on every other news station, am I right? But Johnny Depp getting cut from Pirates of the Caribbean and literally not and and saving them ninety million dollars. That was just absolutely blew my ever loving mind i mean i i don't even i i honestly don't even have words for that um this was really interesting so another big announcement it was released that the notebook is headed to broadway and as somebody who is a lover of broadway and everything that is show tunesy musically like the little musical theater Drama nerd that I am, I was I'm 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 intrigued by this. I'm always intrigued when they take um, a movie or a book and then we flip it and we make it into a musical. Um, sometimes it lands, sometimes it doesn't. Like. But I think this I think this has great potential. And the reason why is because so Ingrid Michaelson is going to be actually writing the music and the lyrics. And so for all that don't know her um, very popular. I, I don't even know. I would say like pop folk is like her genre. And I love her girls chase boys song. That is my jazam every time it comes on the radio. Anywho, but she's writing the music, so because she's writing the music, I'm sure it's going to be haunting and amazing, and there's nothing I love more than a haunting female vocal. A lot of the times I find myself listening to these stations, like, I am not listening to R&B and rap, I am not listening, like, I, 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 I just feel like I'm, my music tastes sometimes, I it's a lot of country, but then I find myself listening to a lot of sing a songwriter and contemporary and mood music but I love a, f- a haunting female vocal so I am down for her doing the music for the notebook now you know can I whisk myself off and go and go see this that would be really wonderful and great but I'm not really sure when that's coming out but anyways I just thought that was a fun little tidbit because I know how much people absolutely shit their pants over the notebook which I'm not gonna lie at first I, I still don't know how I feel about The Notebook. Some things about me are so... I I'm I, I can be so basic in a great way, <laughs> in my opinion. But there's some things that I, I, I even surprise myself, like I think I would like and I should like. And it it it's very on brand for me. Like loving and being obsessed with The Notebook and crying is very on brand. But I'm just... I'm not... I was never really into it. And I don't know why. I I, I think it made me more... I don't know, it ugh, that one just really really makes me sad. I'm more of a um a walk to remember kind of gal. Love a good walk to remember, and honestly, I'll say it, and for any Nicholas Sparks fans out there, I'm sorry um if you don't disagree with me, but I absolutely loved Safe Haven. I loved Julianne Huff. I loved Josh Dumel. I thought their children were great. I loved Robin from How to Lose. How I Met Your Mother, How I Met Your Mother. Sometimes I go, my brain is going so fast, I need to catch up with myself. But loved her in it, love Safe Haven. I know that's not a very popular opinion, but nonetheless, it's what I stand by. So here's something that kind of shook me a little bit, and it might shake you as well. Um, for any Dixie Chick fans out there, the Dixie Chick's um, Ready to Run song is 20 years old. Just let that resonate for a second. 20 years old can you even when I'm I'm like starting to hear these dates and it it really doesn't like sometimes it really doesn't sink in for me but the fact that I literally was dancing around to ready the run and like still love it and loved Earl Gotta Die I don't even know how that's that song's probably getting way up there as well but Dixie Chicks turning 20 years old for that song that is insane so that was just a little a, a little bomb there to make you feel probably older than you really want to feel old. What are some other little random? Okay, so let's just kind of like skip, skip and a hop and a jump because I'm going straight there. So the Golden Globes were this past Sunday. And for anyone who's like, Megan, what is that? So the, the, the Hollywood Foreign um, Press puts on this, you know, it's more of like a, a suits and a tie kind of deal. You know, it's some people are in are so for, you know, the the award shows, some people are not a fan of them. It's something that's just more of like a formal event that has that is it's a why am i losing my words and like can't i'm just trying to explain this like in layman's terms for people who are like i have no idea what you're talking about just a word show to to acknowledge the you know what's excelling in the tops of tv and and movies both everything all encompassing whereas the oscars are just film so um that was on sunday and we had sandra O. Oh, sandra O. Oh and andy sandberg were hosting so sandra O. Oh, is from um Grey's Anatomy she played Dr. Chang um and Andy Samberg which I thought was kind of an interesting coupling but I was I think they did a really really great job I I know that these shows really don't get good ratings anymore because what live television show does it's very hard nowadays with all of our streaming services and all the content that is in our face 24 7 these these award shows, they don't get good ratings and it doesn't help that the fact that they're three hours long, I maybe over three hours, the Golden Globes is always long. There's a lot of awards. Um, I, I am somebody who will literally just p- put my pop my eyelids open on toothpicks and will stay up to the very last second. Now, I did not this year. The second Lady Gaga, I don't want to talk about it, the second Lady Gaga didn't win, which I don't necessarily know if she was... If she was the one that was deserving to win Best Actress in a motion picture, drama motion picture, she didn't win. Spoiler alert, she didn't. However, A Star is Born did win Best Original Song in a motion picture, and rightfully so for Shallow. That song is a song that will literally haunt—talk about a haunting vocal. Shallow is something that any— any person who hears it wants to instantly belt it out you get chills watching her in that movie you get chills watching her for the first time go up on stage and sing that song it was an incredible it's a monster of a song um and she accepted that award with um Mark Ronson who she's actually done it was it her last album and I don't know how much work she's done with him but I know she's done a lot um and I mean he's with everyone I mean he's currently you know doing a ton of stuff or has done a ton of stuff recently with Miley Cyrus but um so they at least won that, which made my heart happy. But Andy, O and Andy Samberg, it's always a hit and a miss with these hosts. They're either going to have really get great chemistry or they're not. They had great chemistry. They kept it light. They kept it funny. I know a lot of people have a hard time watching award shows because it does get so political. And it's like, I'm trying to like space out. I had a really, you know, rough day or not. Maybe not. But I'm just trying to like live in my fantasy world and like watch this. Watch my watch my award show and I, and I get when it can get really, you know, it, and for not, once again, not saying that that's not a a bad thing. They have their, their platforms and I understand people are wanting to use a platform in a great way. Um, but there's been a couple of award shows that like, even for me who I, I am very, very open and I can watch, you know, watch, um, and I enjoy watching and I enjoy watching those. I, so I get it. I'm starting to blabble, and I need to ring it on in here, Megan. But um, yeah, I thought they had really, really good chemistry. Um, there was something that I when I was like watching, and I was like, oh i'm sorry what but it was literally andy samberg's like first um they had just done their opening skit their in their intro monologue where they did like the fake roast where they were like calling out celebrities and like making it sound like they were gonna roast them but then said something really nice to them so that was kind of cute and funny it made everyone laugh it's been done before whatever as long as it's keeping a lot of the times with these opening skits like Which, what I'm talking about by opening skit, whoever is hosting the award show will have the first, like, however many minutes. The floor is theirs, and they're doing an opening monologue, some jokes, some roasting. And it can go really slow, and sometimes it's like, oh my god, like, let's get the show on the road, people. But they kept a really good time, um... And it was funny and it was witty and I enjoyed it and I enjoy and I love Sandra Oh and I'm so glad that she's resurfacing um from her Grey's Anatomy days and she won her second Golden Globe on Sunday which was very exciting and she won that for her new series Killing Eve which I have not started watching but I have not heard anything but great things about it but there were like three movies that were talked about that at first it seemed like it was there was probably going to be their night so crazy rich asians was this monster of a movie in 2018 monster it was the first all asian-american cast since like 1974 um it was just i i'm talking about it like i've seen i have not seen it yet i want to see it very i at first really wasn't like running to go see it and not for any certain reason, I was just probably going to wait, but everyone said how much they loved it. And it was like the, the highest rom-com like box office and like ever or something just really crazy. But, um, once again, another really positive movement, crazy rich Asians, black Panther was another one that was like really buzzed about a star is born had, you know, was really buzzed about was actually that was blocked out. It like got totally blocked out except for the one award for um, best original song and emotion picture. Um, something that I a, another bit, so Darren Chris was in the asa, the assas, the, asa, the assassination, the assassination of Gianni Versace that was on FX. I once again did not watch that. And he is just he' is killing it. He's won every award I think that he's been up for for it. He won um best actor in a limited series, a limited TV series or movie for his role. And I just think it's so cool to see. I mean, talking from the girl who used to watch glee and to kind of just see I I'm 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 happy for him. I'm I'm happy for people who have this role that they get. To, it happens a lot. Um, they get stuck in, they get typecasted and they play one role and then you kind of never hear from them again and they're all, you know, I think Darren Chris in the category of Leah Michelle is insanely talented. So I was really happy to see him and he's always extremely well spoken and just really put together and really genuine. It seems very like artsy and cool. I'm just down with him. So I loved seeing him win that award. Oh my God, there was some really there was some juicy drama on the red carpet of the Golden Globes. Okay, so Allison Brie is the, um, is the lead character in GLOW, GLOW on Netflix, about the women of wrestling. And I love GLOW, and I love her in that she plays um, – I don't even remember her character name, but I know that she plays – her, like, character she plays in their wrestling is, like, the Russian, which I became obsessed with and then would – I would sometimes – you know whip out a Russian accent when had a couple drinks and you know I'm I'm not I'm you know what no I am proud of it because I'm telling you what if I've had a couple drinks and if I'm not thinking of an accent I can just kill an accent or an impersonation and then the second I, I get a little bit thinky about it but sometimes I scare myself like I whipped out a Russian accent at a bar once and I was just like oh my god I don't know how I did that I don't know where that came from but nonetheless it came for me and um oh man what if I I just wish I could I wish I could harness it because I wish I could talk and I probably could if I really really tried I know I could anyways I digress so she was on the red carpet and then Chrissy Metz who is in This Is Us the one of the main characters in This Is Us um so she was being interviewed by, she, she was in an interview. I don't know who or what, but she was being interviewed. I saw the actual video of this. And in the interview, they were talking to Chrissy Metz, the, one of the main characters from This Is Us. And they were asking about, oh, you know, Allison Breeze like on the other side of the carpet. What do you think of her? And, or like, do you know her? And she was like, do I know her? And then as the camera panned away, you can hear her say, oh yeah, she's a bitch. And I'm like... One, when I read this, I was like, okay, 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 back up. I just, like, how are you going to say anything like that on any kind of red carpet ever? I just feel like that is one, that is a big fat no-no. That is a social no-no. That is something that even if you're, like, trying to be cool and, like, you are cool and, like, I don't know, long long story short, she's trying to cover it up and act like she didn't say it. And it was really awkward then because Chrissy Metz did um, – go up on stage and have to um she had to present she was a presenter and the category that she read Alison Brie was one of the people nominated i was like how good would that have been and she called her up on stage she's trying to say that she did not say that at all and i'm like honey it's literally on video that made me cringe and i was like you know that just put a really bad taste in my mouth for her i know she's like really liked um and she's super you know she claims to be and you she is is a Public figure for body image and, you know, women of all sizes. And I just think it looked really poor on her part for doing that or saying that because there, I mean, there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. She said that. I mean, come on. Have a little, have a little class. Anywho, oh my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. I know I'm probably talking a mile a minute and I am probably ranting a lot, but like I said, mama has to speak about whatever <laughs> I don't even know um oh so Andy Samberg had a really really dark joke super dark joke he was bringing up Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper on stage and he was he's his joke was like um oh the blah 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 Lady herbs, G- whatever um he discovered Allie talking about their characters in A Star is Born he discovered Allie and she discovered him in the garage and I was like I'm sorry did that just was that just said referring to, spoiler alert, the ending of A Star is Born when she finds Bradley Cooper's character hanging in the garage. So that was a little, like, dark on his part. Um, You know, just like a casual throw-in at the end. Let's see what else really happened during the Golden Globes that was kind of cool. They did, like, a big award, um, an Outstanding Achievements in Television Award to Carol Burnett for all of her. She was, like, she's the most decorated woman in um, TV. I thought that was really fun. They did another... Award for, like, Jeff Bridges, which was, once again, um, really cool, um, getting his recipient award, seeing that. What else? Christian Bale won Best Actor for a – Best Actor, was it or Best – Maybe in a comedy, was it the other category? A comedy, anyways. Christian Bale won for his portraying the role of Dick Cheney in Vice, which I want to see so bad. Christian Bale put on forty-five pounds for the role, and there's something that I know Christian Bale has been labeled as a dick, and he's had some moments on set that's gotten released that he's just probably probably has a temper, and by probably I mean yes, and is probably can be a little hard to work with. I would I would assume all really insanely like I kind of put him in a John Mayer category which doesn't excuse them but like I think he's I, I think he's brilliant I think he is a brilliant physical actor who changes his physical appearance to fit the role that he's in by losing weight gaining weight like he did in The Machinist where you can literally see every vertebrae in his spinal cord um Gaining 45 pounds to play Dick Cheney has amazing, the whoever did the makeup and the prosthetics for Vice, he just, I actually, I'm so excited. I, that I want to see, the favorite I want to see with Emma Stone um, and Rachel Weisz that I did not see yet. Um, that just kind of looks like a witty and fun um, kind of dry, dark comedy um. And I want to see that very, very bad along with Vice. There was a couple other movies. Now that – okay, so now that this award show has gone, the next award show, there's – now we're entering into award season. We got the Grammys. We got the Oscars. There's a bunch of things that are going to be happening and coming up um, for 2018 um, or to go back over 2018. So now it's time to start for me watching all the movies. I got to get my movie list ready for the Oscars. I got to get prepared because – like I said, I just I feel like I haven't been going to the movie theaters as much, and having haven't really been doing movies, which makes me sad. I've been kind of focusing a lot. I mean, who, how could we not on Netflix? But don't even get me started, um, which we will get started. Don't worry. But let's see what what else. What else did I want to touch on? Oh, okay. So during um, during the Golden Globes, I. I saw, at least for me, I saw the first teaser trailer for Dumbo, the the actual real life, um, real whatever you want. To, I don't even know how you're trying to call it. Um, yeah, like the real like the real version with real people and of Dumbo. And, I, you know, I'm not going to lie as I don't really remember what Dumbo was about. I mean, I know that he flies with his ears. Cool. Great. Awesome. But I, I honestly, that was definitely not one that I was picking out as a young as a young gal. I was very much so a big, I was a big Lion King, a big Wizard of Oz, a big Sesame Street. There, I, I mean, so much so that I used to chase around in my backyard and try to find Miss Finch. My parents have me on tape in the backyard trying to find Miss Finch, who was apparently the villain in one of the Sesame Street movies. I digress. I don't remember. But yeah, anyways, so... The one little the one little piece that I was like, ooh, I am so excited about was I saw Michael Keaton. I, I saw a glimpse of Michael Keaton, and I'm like, I'm sold. I'm sold. Michael Keaton could be eating shit and doing something, eating shit and dancing with monkeys. I don't know. And I would watch it and think it was probably the greatest thing ever. I'm obsessed with him. I love him. So I will probably do a little bit more research, not saying I'm going to probably go see Dumbo in theaters, but I don't know. So it, it looked, it looked cool, I mean, having the real elephant. I feel like I just can't really talk. I, I, I just thought it was interesting. I don't, Like I said, don't know really. I feel kind of dumb. I just do not remember the storyline of Dumbo very much. But there was another release. Um, they also released a couple other teasers. They released a HBO teaser. So that included Big Little Lies and Game of Thrones. And we did see the first footage of Daenerys entering um, and meeting sends a stock which i'm just so excited about i cannot wait for game of thrones to begin even though i am severely sad that this will be the last season and i hope that it's everything that we can possibly imagine oh it makes me it makes me just nervous even thinking about it and sad i'm probably going to cry when it's over because that's what i do um so yeah oh okay one of the last things about the Golden Globes, and then we're going to move on to what I've been waiting for. We're going to move on and chit-chat about The Bachelor. So, Bohemian Rhapsody won Best Motion Picture of the Year, which, God, I am striking out. Once again, haven't seen, didn't go see it in movie theaters. Like I said, I was a little, in a previous podcast, I know I mentioned it, I was I was a little eh about the fact that it was rated PG-13. I just felt like a queen movie about Freddie Mercury and about... You know, his life, I just, I feel like it was warranted R. I feel like it should have been R. Now everyone says that it's great. I've heard both. I've heard it's great. And I've heard people really, who love movies no matter what. And we're like, eh. But um, Rami Malek, the guy who played Freddie Mercury, he also won Best Actor. Which, and you know, good for him. Because he looked, he's the main guy in Mr. Robot. He looked absolutely incredible. I remember when they first released press pictures for the movie and I saw him I was I, I mean my jaw hit the floor I thought he looked absolutely physically amazing looked exactly I mean looks like Freddie. and I I heard him talk about this on um when he was being interviewed but the teeth that he wore for Freddie Mercury he got them dipped in gold because he said that it's he wanted to keep the teeth and he thought of you know what would Freddie do so I, I thought that was a cool little like behind the scenes tidbit for that but That kind of wraps up my main points about the Golden Globes. Love, love. I know it's on everyone's cup of tea, but I'll tell you what, Mama likes to sip. Okay, I'll tell you what is probably most people's cup of tea, and that is the Bachelor premiere. Okay, we had a three-hour Bachelor premiere, which I think is just absolutely... I mean, don't get me wrong, I loved it and I watched all three hours because I'm an addict. But the... So three hours and it's like how is this three hours but they had they had like all these different viewing parties all over um america and they had previous cast members like popular so if you're if you watch the bachelor um so they had they had blake and jason um in like i forget what's random city they were in but they were actually at like somebody's house for a viewing party which was like super yeah and then when there was like that there was like the super awkward correspondence in my opinion um but they had like They had them. They had Jared and Ashley and Garrett and um, Becca at one. Um, They had Caitlin Bristow, who was, like, a super popular um, bachelorette, and she has her own podcast now. She's doing really well in JoJo. um, So, like, Chris Harrison was, like, bouncing around all of those, which, don't get me wrong, like, once again, I love the franchise. So, like, at first I was kind of, like, totally into it, and then then I was like, all right, okay, can we, like, stop going back and forth? And then they had, like, two really, like, kind of meh proposals from meh people you know good for them and good for love but I think it got to be I mean I'll tell you what the bachelor nation has turned into its own friggin' beast I mean this thing is monstrous and the fact that they had clips. Oh, my God. They literally had the clips of now they have clips of Bachelor kids. Like, because all these these people have started having. And there was, like, a good amount of people who have had kids who met on The Bachelor. So that was, like, that was crazy. That was actually really cute. I did enjoy watching that. Very, very, very much so. But I was getting anxious. I was getting anxious because I was ready to see Colton. I was ready to see these girls get their asses out of the limo and do a, do whatever awkward intro that they're going to do. Um, and, you know, I have to admit, going into this episode, I have been very vocal about my feelings of Colton. Because Colton is very contrived to me. He's very planned. He's very much like a man on a mission. And I, I just, between his history on the shows that he's been on, being on Becca season, and then being on Bachelor in Paradise, and then being with Tia, and then I am just was not, I had a bad taste in my mouth about Colton starting, Okay. I have to, I have to admit, and I'm kind of sad because as much as I love picking people apart, and I probably will still pick him apart, he was really endearing, on on the premiere. Like I found myself trying to pick things apart about him. Um, I did read some stuff that, like, I know that he's he's. He's really worried about like what people are going to be thinking about him. Like he's a very he's very overly worried about image and like saying the right thing and doing the right thing and being like this positive. But you know what good for, whatever, good for him if he wants to come off in a in a positive good way. Who wouldn't? But I was I was just worried that he was going to be too coached and too just meh I I am really actually super excited to watch to watch him. I thought he was really engaging with the women. He seemed genuinely like excited and he was charismatic. I, I I'm like I don't know. He kind of melted the ice around my heart that I had for him. The way that he looked at like every girl but not just like goo like Like there's been the past two bachelors, which what was Ari and Nick, and I absolutely hated them. They sucked. I thought they were terrible at talking to women. I thought they were terrible male leads. He like had me, and like every girl that came out, he was like asking, you know, he was in, you know, inquiring and asking questions, and I just was very, very impressed at first by him. Now let's discuss some of the coming out of the limo which this is always one of the best things it's like one of those things where it's like you want to roll your ear like you're rolling your eyes and you're talking shit but at the same time you're like you're you know you're like you're loving it we're still loving it we're still wanting to see who these who the girls are so I just kind of wanted to break down a couple of people who caught my particular eyes so the, the one chick, Hannah Brown from Alabama, who's Miss Alabama, she's loud, she's Southern, she's got a big mouth, she has some big old teeth, she's definitely going to hang around and be um one of probably in the final, in like the smaller grouping, like she's definitely making it pretty far, for sure. She didn't really, I don't really think she did anything crazy coming out of the, I don't even think she did anything crazy coming out of the limo. Now, okay, there was, once, I did notice, there was a ton Of young girls, like, 22 and 23, and I guess Colton's only 26, but I was like, my God, like, what 20 – like, no 22-year-old is coming on this show – and especially this one. So there was a chick who was 22, and her job title was Never Been Kissed. And she's this long, blonde hair, size 2 from California, and she claims that she's never been kissed, and da-da-da-da-da. i am like, you know what? I call bullshit. You can't tell me that you look like that, and that you've gone through your whole life, and you have not kissed one single guy drunk at a frat party. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. you're, you're lying. And a lot of the times... These bitches lie about their jobs and their ages, but I don't know. She was definitely going on this never-been-kissed kind of ordeal. She's she's can't last long. I think her name was Heather. And then we had Demi, who was, like, the really sexually charged girl with a mom in prison, who, like, in her intro package is, like, calling her mom in prison, and her mom's in prison for embezzlement she was talking she was she's extremely just like she's 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 23 but she's like acting like she has like the like the sex drive of like a woman who's just like a like a cougar woman just wanting young blood like she is like a cougar woman in a 23 year old's body the way that she talks and kind of like ha- like she-, she how she i am like cannot i i sometimes struggle with finding her. How she presents herself. There we go. Thank you. How she presents herself. So we have Demi the Funfetti. She was talking about different, like, cupcake flavors. Oh, yeah. She was talking about the different cupcake flavors. And you got to try. Like, do you know if you like chocolate or vanilla or strawberry? Except she has a southern accent that I'm not going to try to do. And she's like, me, I'm Funfetti. And I'm like, oh, aren't you cute? You're Demi the Funfetti sex cake. So we have Demi the Funfetti. She's definitely going to make it a little further please um let's see but yeah who else who else who else okay so the whole like virgin thing like let's just let's just let's get it all out of our systems it's probably going to be brought up for the rest of the show I know it's going to be brought up for the rest of the show and one of the girls brought out like a cherry balloon and she popped it with a needle and was like, just popped your cherry. <laughs> and then we had the V-card girl who did the magic trick with the, with the cards and said that she just took his V-card. And then we had the godforsaken sloth. There's always got to be a bitch who puts on a, a mascot costume, which is actually one of my dearest and most crazed dreams that I have is to wear a mascot costume and to dance anonymously and this is not the first I've said this numerous times and maybe saying it out loud on the podcast will come and make it manifest and come to fruition but she dressed up as a sloth and literally took 70 million hours to do her entrance and talk like this Colton I hated every minute of it hated every single minute of it and you know what it sent her home because good because good no one I think the last person who's worn an outfit was Alexis who was the dolphin girl and that was funny but like no one thinks outfits are funny like animal costumes are not funny so Aki shame on you and shame on the producers <laughs> and then we had the chick with the fake Australian accent which everyone already saw And I, I don't I think she might have like gone home already um we we have our villain We have our villain, Catherine, the DJ from Fort Lauderdale. And she brought her little ugly, stupid, small dog named Lucy. And like that was like a whole bit with like Chris. She gave her dog to Colton was like, I'm trusting you with her. Like you have to watch her. And it was like Chris Harrison walking the the damn dog around the mansion. She had a record number of steals. She stole him back four times, which is everyone. And I love how everyone, everyone gets like, and it's just like the lay of the land. Everyone gets so mad and it's like she's not sharing any time with people. And honestly, if I was in the house, here's what you got to do. You got to be chill. You got to be cool. You can't be Anika, like the one, or however you say your name. You, you You can't be the girl going up and like being confrontational. You're not going to make it. Sorry, you just signed, you basically just signed your death note. Like, you're you're not getting anywhere. You can't be the girl being righteous and standing up for, like, everyone else. and you, Like, you can't be that girl. Um, you also cannot be the girl who cries on the first night because you didn't get time with him. Like, if, once again, me, if I was speaking and if I was coaching you on going on The Bachelor, there's one thing you don't do. You do not cry the first night. A, I would honestly, I would probably not have to drink because I would start drinking, I would get too into it, and I would want to, and I would, and then I would be drinking even more, and then before you know it, I'm confronting the girl who's stolen him four times, and I'm probably crying, like, just saying, just say it. so I, I mean, I know, I know my boundaries, and I feel like that's something you should probably go into over the first night, I mean, i was so awkward when you're crying, oh, god, god, bad signs, those are my bad, those are my tips for anyone who's going to be going on The Bachelor, don't start, don't be the voice of reason and don't be the crier. It's just, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Not at all. Okay, another one who is definitely going to go very far. So Cassie, she was actually, I was really intrigued by her not really wearing a super ball gown dress. She was the one that was white with like the pink. She had very minimal makeup, um, super natural looking. Her intro with the box of butterflies, eh. Like when she had to tip, tip it over and dump it out, and they, it was just kind of like it wasn't well thought through. But you know what? Good for her. And it was cute. He picked up a butterfly and kept it. And I was like, "Oh, is that foreshadowing?" Ha 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 ha. Who knows? But she's a speech pathologist, which I thought is very sweet. And since Colton is very involved with children, um, it was cute. She taught him sign language. They had a cute little connection. But our Hannah G, who at first I thought she kind of looked like a weird little elf. The Hannah G was the really small. So this she was a tiny little Hannah. So we have Hannah B who's Miss Alabama. And we have Hannah G. And the second that I knew she was. She made a sick ass move. And she asked, she asked a sports referenced question when her and Colton sat down. She was asking about the fact that he played football and was, you know, was he more nervous like playing in the NFL or was he more nervous with that? And I was like, girl, you are smart. You were down to earth. That is so good. Asking a sports question, getting on his level, getting in his head, making him feel comfortable. And that bitch walked away with the first impression, Rose. And you know what? I liked her. She seemed, she kind of like grew on me after I got past her like elf, her elf demeanor and, like, the weird little, like, Cindy Lou who knows. But other than that, I kind of – I like her. She's, she's definitely going far for sure. What else – okay, so talking about Colton a little bit more, I just – I feel like he is hitting – He's hitting every like he's hitting every PC. He's talking about being raised by independent women. He is blowing kisses to the crowd. I mean, he is giving us what we want and we are I mean, I'm 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 latched on, baby. I am pumped for this season. I can't wait to see what triggers him to take a leap over the fence. I'm very interested in that. There's a lot of a lot of tears, a lot of crying which I can get down with. I love a good I love a good cry from the lead from him and from the girls. Love it. You know, he doesn't love a good reality TV cry. Was that? Did I have any other little tidbits? I think that was really what else did I think about The Bachelor? Um yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in it. I love him so far. I think it's going to be a good season. And I did. I jumped ship. I jumped dirty ship, but he totally won me over. And you know what? I'm happy he did. He seems, I'm down for it. Um. So yeah, well, <sighs> I just kind of went to pound town. Um, I feel a little out of breath, <laughs> a little exhausted, but nonetheless happy it felt good. It felt good to get it out, to get all the good stuff out. But I think that's it for this episode. So we kind of just ran through a bunch, hit on me talking about things that I wanted to talk about, pop culture, The Bachelor, Um, and what, yeah, was that, I think that's, I think that's going to cut it. You know, I'm, I just, I just will end with this. Things have been, I, I'm. Every single time I jump on the mic for one of these episodes, I just, my mind, I'm always so anxious and worried before going on, even still. I mean, this is episode 23, I think, which it seems like a lot and seems like a little. Um, But I just, I want to, I don't even know, I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. What I'm trying to say is that I, um, yeah, going forward, I'm excited about the podcast. I'm um, like- nervous and something that makes me nervous I want to keep doing it um, even though sometimes I get massive anxiety about it sometimes which I don't know why but I feel like I'm gonna come on here and just blank blanket of nothing to say but I one thing that I definitely am looking forward to is I have started to kind of create a list of people who I want to bring on because I feel like you know I can sit here and rattle and talk which I love doing I will probably always be 100% or at least 95% maybe less than that solo episode kind of gal because this is where I can just kind of come on and just open up and unleash my dragon that stays inside of me every single day and talk about whatever I want but I one of my things that I'm moving forward that I am pushing myself and out of my comfort zone is I definitely want to have a couple of people on I want to have some people who I find really interesting and who have these stories um and, um, so that might be something that I'm going to be in the works on, but okay, I'm going to wrap it up because as we all know, I can probably sit here and ramble for um, a lot longer, but that is where we're going to cut it. So thank you all for listening. As always, if you are enjoying what you're hearing, if you're enjoying this episode or any previous episodes, um, if you're listening on iTunes, go ahead and scroll down and give me a five stars. That means a lot, it means a lot for the podcast. Um, and that would be wonderful. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, I haven't plugged that in a while, but if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at Meg Kelsip, M-E-G-K-E-L-C-I-P. Sometimes I story, sometimes I live live story what I'm watching. Um, but yeah, I hope everyone has a wonderful rest of their week. You get through it. It's hump day, we're almost till Friday, and have a wonderful weekend. And I will talk to you all next time. Oh,